0: So, yeah, no, <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I he just barely make let's... it in
0: <laughs> You know, I'm sure you get to cover I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here
3: Be hurricane, yeah. You know the name already. It's Mercy, ha ha. It's a 6 Rig Kane show. Can't forget the name, though. Got jazz blue, vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the six-rig champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane. That's never still. Put the damage to your squad. The six-rig Kane show. The six-rig Kane show. Rings Kane
4: Show. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with us? Seriously, what's wrong with us? we Miami Hurricanes fans.
1: Welcome to the Six Rings Kane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes!
4: It's celebration time down here in uh, Miami and in Washington D.C. and in I don't know where visually some uh, where blue. Dude, are you, are you
0: are you looking at the are Boston. you looking at the chat? Hold on, I had to cut you off. Sorry. Partly in
5: Boston because I have power.
0: I mean, this is how big the win was. Jack Daniels freaking showed up for the game show. <laughs> oh man, it's been a hell of a couple of days, man
4: unbelievable unbelievable by the way if you haven't rewatched that game at least two or three times are you even really a fan all right all right <laughs> what a game what a game uh Miami obviously uh as Vish would like to probably say beats the brakes off of Texas A&M so um, um, and listen,
0: it was yeah beats the brakes we're trying to keep it g-rated sure right. um <laughs> that was not what I was shouting during the game um nope. and my my left palm is still sore because I kept punching it. Like, <laughs> I, I was out for blood, and I got it. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, you, did. yeah <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. That was an enjoyable experience. Um, what's an Aggie? Um, an Aggie is a team that showed up and lost. I don't think it's an actual thing. Something to do with farming and their agricultural something wow. or other, but. Oh,
4: losers, gotcha.
0: Yes, losers, losers. Shorter explanation is losers. <laughs> Um,
4: this is going to be turn. This is going to tur- turn into annoying Miami Hurricanes.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah. look, as much as as much as we want to spend the hour, you know, talking about the Bethune Cookman game, which is only in three days, you know, we should probably talk about Cyrus game a little bit. Just a little
4: bit. We'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, I honestly, I want to kind of get you know, your guys' take on yeah, the, the stadium yeah. was rocking. I mean, according to some fan, uh, some fans from Texas A and M. It wasn't loud, and then someone said that the Texas A&M crowd was loud. I mean, we need to stop. Just stop it. Stop with the excuses. All right. Um, Miami wins forty-eight to thirty-three. It was uh, it was ugly. Yeah, I know he got he he got he well he didn't get carted off, but he was a uh, limping off the field. He's already done. Um, you know, let's let's call it what it was. I mean, my it was it was kind of dicey, right? The first five five ten minutes of the game where. You know, Miami made some critical, critical mis- mistakes in special teams and um, and uh, gave up, you know, two, two, uh, two scores easily. And it looked like, oh, here we go, right? Miami's getting punched in the face. They're getting knocked down. Is this going to be the Miami team that gets right back up and punches back, or is this going to be the team that quits and lays down and uh, goes through the motions and, and, quite frankly, does exactly what they did last year? And it was it was the opposite. It was the um, the former. Miami stood back up. Punched right back in the mouth and uh, just ran, you know, ran. Not, I don't want to say ran away with the game, but kind of just just, you know, put the clamps down and and, and went to work, man. And it looked like a that looked like a completely different Miami Hurricane team than I think that we expected uh, to, to see against, you know, the truth is a pretty a pretty decent Texas A&M, uh, Texas A&M. Uh, football program so i want to get your takes on on the game blue you i know you were down on the field early excuse me early in the game you got to see some of the players you got i'm sure you got to see a lot of the recruits as the recruiting section was absolutely packed we we got by the way we got a recruit as well who just committed so we'll talk a little bit about that also Uh, big time prospect in next year's class so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that but let's talk about you know this game as a whole blue you kind of got to see it from the field level, and then you got to see it up, up 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 top. What'd you think overall how the Miami Hurricanes uh played this year? Uh I'm sorry, this this past Saturday.
2: I think Tyler Van Dyke kind of put it into perspective. He says, just walked up and he says, We would have lost this game last year. I like that. And that just shows where they're at. Um as a team, as a unit. Um you know, it's one of those things that you watched, and and I agree with him. There's a lot of phases of that game where Miami they just would have folded up their tent. Uh, after Jacoby George's fumble on a punt return, why he's back there, I still have no idea. He has no reason being back there. He really doesn't. None. Zero. Miami's going to sacrifice maybe a potential big play for actually having possession of the ball. That's the end of the game. And he was asked that at the end of the game. And he says, Restrepo's is just reliable that he, you know, and he was, he, he came to play, but I think I'm just, just, you expect them to make mistakes. And I know that a lot of people don't hear it, but AM was a pretty good team. <laughs> they weren't awful. They made plays. That's not a bad team at all. More plays. And they showed heart. They showed hard work and they showed a superior coaching staff. The coordinators dialed up things that last year would, they wouldn't even dream of. And uh, they have the personnel. I thought A.J. Allen would carry the ball a lot more than he did because Miami going tackle to tackle was useless. It, because that that's part of Texas A&M's game. That's their strongest from their ends to their tackles on defense. And Miami kept running into the teeth of it, but you know what? So be it. But I thought AJ Allen's the only type of runner in there that could get first through that first plane and go outside and then turn it up and maybe go 70, 80 yards. Miami doesn't have a back that could really do that except for him. And, um, uh, I don't know if he's banged up. Nobody really asked a question. I think when you win, you don't look at things like that. Um, Kyler Van Dyke looked like a potential NFL player. He made play. He saw everything. Kept everything in front of him. Got some really good receptions, but he picked the right guys out. And, uh, yeah, he... He played like everybody thought he would play, and uh, th- this offense is made for him.
4: And by the way, you gotta you, you gotta give props to that offensive line who kept that pocket oh, yeah. clean for Tyler Van Dyke all all night, yeah. all afternoon. I guess you could say. I th- I think blue. The, the biggest thing with the run game is that you know they they obviously were just. I think they used the run game just to keep them honest. You know, look, seven seven I think it was a total of seventy-seven yards that we rushed for. Uh, you know, so it wasn't a huge part of the game, but I think you saw the evolution as well of this coaching staff and Mario putting more trust in Coach Dawson and saying, you know, I think the old Mario might have said, you know what, we're I'm gonna be stubborn and we're gonna keep trying to run the ball and we're gonna be trying keep trying to do this and keep trying to do that. Yeah. And he kind of Took a, a, a back a back seat and said, Coach Johnson, do your thing. And you saw what Coach Dawson, what he was able to do with the passing game, right? We all knew that he can do that with the passing game. We saw him scheme up some incredible plays. I mean, that one touchdown to Jacoby George in the end zone, where he motioned him and then um, flared him out again. That was an absolutely brilliant play. So I think that what you saw. Is Miami say we're gonna do we're gonna throw on you and you're not gonna beat us and that's exactly what they did right they went outside they threw the ball down the middle of the field they threw it anywhere they wanted and they were to able they were able to get yards Tyler Van Dyke made some NFL throws I think that that out route to uh, Rastrepo in the corner uh, right right you know right before the end zone uh, Restrepo made an amazing catch but that was an NFL throw there uh, you saw some deep balls right everybody complaining that we didn't throw throw the deep ball against Miami of Ohio. Uh, yeah, we kind of threw the deep ball a little bit against uh, a better team, right? So you know, let's kind of temper that. You got to understand that, you know, the, the, the game plan and the scheme. Uh, yeah. this, this kid, this guy, Coach Dawson knows how to how to.
0: Yeah, play. and, and to play. I think the other thing is Texas A&M set up to stop the running game, right? And right. they did, and and they they were crowded inside, and they bet that they could, with their corners, cover our receivers who, if you recall, coming into the game were supposed to be a weakness. Right. One-on-one on on the outside. And they lost that bet badly. And and as everyone's saying, TBD was awesome, but our receivers also burned their corners repeatedly. And we've been saying for years, like, we should be able to beat one-on-one coverage. You know, we are Miami still, even when we're not Andre Johnson out there. You're still generally better than the guy across from you, just on talent. And it was nice to see that for a game. Just they could not cover anyone going up the field. We saw we saw Horton catch the big touchdown pass at the beginning, which kind of opened, opened things up. It was the first time we really hit him up the over the top, but just the whole time it was Restrepo up the seam on the first drive, just got vertical on them because they were sitting inside. And actually, one of our effective running games, at, running plays at the end, we were trying to run the clock down, was actually we put Chaney in at fullback. We saw the shotgun but we had two backs and then we actually were able to run it a little bit because now the numbers made more sense, but rather than slam it against, you know, shout out to our boy Gaddis, rather than slam it into a stack box and get no yardage, you know, it's like, screw this. I'm going to take it over. I'm going to punish them for playing that way. So the offensive line did fine. Um, They couldn't open up holes because they were outnumbered on, on those run plays, but in terms of pass protection, they kept Van Dyke clean the entire game and, allowed him time to get down the field. And the other thing is he's always been able to, you know, we've seen him throw. I mean, that actually, that clip of what is wrong with us, at the game is me defending him last year. So I was like, you think he sucks all of a sudden. Everyone had kind of jumped on him. Um, but I think what stood out to me is something he kind of had lost a little bit last just the confidence. Because some of these throws, he, he wouldn't even have attempted last year. And he's <laughs> dropping balls into places that it's very difficult to do. And even stuff like the guy gets a step and he throws a perfect pass, so we score a touchdown, right? Remember how bad the red zone offense was last year? Even you hesitate a little bit, you know, you might end up kicking a field goal, but he's hitting everyone in stride, um, and then finishing those plays. The receivers breaking tackles left and right, so much run at the yardage after the catch in that game. Just it was a physical domination, and I think as much as they're they're obviously very talented and you know five star kids. Is Jimbo Fisher's sixth year there? They've had time to build in their strength and conditioning. One of those teams is clearly tougher than the other one. And, and as, as Jess, as you point out at the beginning, those and Blue said as well, those starting the game that way, you know, mistake on the kickoff, should have just kneeled it, getting the punt blocked. They're starting inside the 15 yard, and they're in zones on zone that quick. Last year's team, that's about it. That's game time. It's done. You know, they kind of fold over, roll over, get back into the game. And then muffed the punt. So do it again. It almost, like, reset it. And just from that point on, once they started playing clean, it was not even a competition as to who the better team was. And it was, even as we were trailing most of that first time, so when we took the lead, like, really on the last few plays of the the half, the whole time you watch, this, like, we're so much better at this team. We just got to stop screwing up. And then the second half, they made a couple of mistakes, and it was game over. And also, Shout to, out to local kid Amari Daniels. Got in the end zone, threw up the 305, but then forgot about what the 305 was actually about, and Jaden Davis reminded him later in the game when he popped his ass and forced a fumble. That basically ended the game. So shout out to him. Don't come back home and do this crap. You could have stayed home if you want to. Well, anyway, well, I was fired up, and I still have. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. I'm never going to be able to use my left hand again, but that's all right, man. We got to sacrifice for these wins. <laughs> and, and, and listen, speaking of, speaking of that, Joe, talk,
4: I
2: mean,
0: Jaden Davis
4: coming out party for Jaden Davis here. I know he's he transferred from Oklahoma and he wasn't kind of, he wasn't really seen as this, you know, you know guy that was going to come in and be a difference maker or, or even, you know, be the first guy that you think of at cornerback. And obviously he started the first game, which is a little bit of a surprise, uh, played well, but then started the second. I mean, he had an absolutely incredible day uh, uh, against, against this Texas A&M defense. I mean, you know, making tackles left and right, popping some guys, t- TFLs. He had that forced fumble. Um, he had an absolutely incredible day. Looked like the type of guy that I think coming out of high school, people thought Jaden Davis would be going to Oklahoma. So really excited to see what he did. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, I know you had a mix and match, but you had Daryl Porter played really well. Uh, Takori Couch got an, an interception at the end of the game. So he played really well. So you had some guys out there that, that really, really looked good on, on the outside, and I think that it was unexpected. I think for Texas A and M to see how how well the uh, secondary played. Of course, we can mention the safeties with James Williams and Cam, and you know prayers up to Cam, but he's uh, you know apparently from the signs. I don't want to speculate too much, but it looks like he's doing well. He was already at practice yesterday, so uh, really great sign for for Cam. Uh, to see him out there again, but uh, those guys—I mean, Cam was having an absolutely lights-out game as well the whole game, and so did James Williams. So yeah, and I think he he's—I think, he's, think
0: yeah, I think James was a good one to call out because I think Cam, we—I mean, unfairly we expect it. He's one sure. of the best players in the country. James Williams has always been that. Why isn't he doing what we think he should be able to do? He is now, right? So I think mean, that's that is. You know, we're starting to see that.
4: DJ, I want to get your take on what you thought was the most impressive thing out of the game. And I know you had some issues watching the Mm -hmm. game sometimes with some power, but just based off of what, you know, what was the most, uh, you know, impressive thing that you saw?
5: One of the things that really stuck out to me was, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but the play design of coach Dawson, uh, particularly on the Colby young touchdown where young kind of motioned out to the right that gave Tyler Van Dyke a nice, you know, safety valve security blanket throw in the flats for a touchdown. It wasn't anything too complicated but it gave Van Dyke a high percentage throw. And that was one of the things I, I honestly prefer the offensive side of the football. I love offense. And that was one of the things that I was kind of watching throughout the game. Just the ability of Van Dyke to execute in this offense. You know, we were kind of worried like how would the air raid, you know, style of offense fit with this group of players and would Tyler Van Dyke be able to fit? I think it's a really good fit for him and I think it can play to his strengths and that, and that throw to the flat, uh, to Young for the touchdown, I think was the perfect example of that. And, you know, Young, second touchdown of the season. I think he has 150 yards overall in two games. So we saw him play at a high level towards the back end of last season, and he's carrying it over and becoming, you know, that big playmaking threat on a team with a ton of depth. And that's going to be important, you know, come the come the later stretch of the season.
4: Yeah, you're right. I, I think that's um... – You know, he's kind of solidified himself as a big-time NFL wide receiver and potentially a wide receiver one. The problem is that Jacoby George is doing his thing, and so has Xavier Xavier Restrepo.
5: It's a good Um, problem to have.
4: Yeah, it's a a really good problem to have. So we'll we'll definitely get into that before we go on our our special guests of the evening. But let's uh, let's give a shout-out to our sponsor before we do that. Let's talk about prize picks, baby. Let's talk prize pigs, daddy. It's a uh, pricepigs.com. Log in. When you uh, fill out your info, type in the word five, F-I-V-E, and it will match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. It's real easy. You got big payouts up to 25 times uh, what you put in, uh, which is great. They've got... Um, Here's how, it is. Here's how it works. Let's put it that way. You pick two to five players. Choose the over under on their individual categories and win some big bucks there. So make sure you check them out. Go to pricepicks.com. Log in. Put in the keyword. The code word, excuse me, is five. F-I-V-E. And they will match your initial deposit up to $100. It's real easy, folks. Go check them out. It's pricepicks.com.
0: And prayers to anyone that put overs on Daniel Jones yesterday. That, that didn't end your way. No. Okay. Big
5: win, Vish, for you, huh?
0: Oh yes, Big and, and and speaking of uh, random cowboy stuff, should we bring our guests on?
4: Well, we we must preface it by saying that uh, this person is wearing special fancy attire today, and yes. so without further ado, we have the ever so fashionable hoodie girl, Miss Mel. Look at her, even modeling, doing one of these.
0: Give Mirabal his no. limbs back. Yes, we, we, the we of the her day. specifically because. Uh, you, don't don't bring buckets onto this show. What are we doing? Blue wanted to ask
4: tough, hard hitting questions, and I think that you know, considering Mel kept talking about blue, all 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 oh, boy, all of what's going to be the shortest time.
0: guest appearance ever after I throw you out of the stream for that. And, uh,
4: so. She was talking all about um, uh, what you would call um, oh, Jesus tailgating while we were tailgating. It's blue, it's blue, it's blue. Well, here you go, Mel. You got blue. And you want to talk to Blue? Should we all just get off the screen and let you guys?
5: <laughs> yeah, I think I gotta go Blue, now. Blue, uh,
1: something came up. Blue is Blue is so elusive. I don't I don't get to chit chat with Blue, you know.
4: I, yeah, but you got a cameo appearance from him this weekend, so you know you really can't complain. He was thinking he was. Thinking <laughs> he is legendary,
1: home, but you know? he is legendary. I mean, you guys say it in your own intro. I just want to say, DJ, thanks
2: for putting on the fan.
5: I thought about you today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the fan is on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man.
5: Just it's for you, it brings ends and fans hey, to on,
1: the
2: it. table. It down
4: the house again, right? I think I think yeah.
1: the fan might be the most famous inanimate object on this show. Yes, <laughs> I love it. You're Absolutely. welcome, Blue. Anything for you.
4: I think from <laughs> now on we should do. Uh, we should put like a uh, as our logo. It should be the fan with a U on it or something, right?
5: I love it. That'd be I crazy. love it.
4: Um, Mel, you know, we were talking about just the whole game in general, and obviously, you know, a lot of exciting parts: offense, defense. The question I want to ask you right off the bat is the most impressive thing that you saw out of this team, uh, whether it's uh, offense, defense, mentality, whatever you want to call it, what's the number one thing that you saw that was the most impressive to you coming out of that win?
1: I mean, that's hard to pick. I mean, I'm not used to having a million things to choose from when it comes to like positives from a Canes football game. It's been a while. Um, But – I think the most impressive thing for me would probably be how we responded in the second quarter after all the special team errors and going down ten nothing and then seventeen seven. I think the bounce back from that and responding and that drive, that two minute drill with like, in the last minute of that second quarter, was the momentum swing in that game. To march that for, for them to miss the field goal and then for us to easily march down the field and get uh, get a touchdown right before the half, it was huge because. A M was getting the ball to start the second half. Uh so to go up and then we never gave up the lead after that. A M got to within one and then Brashard Smith returned that kickoff, which that might have been the loudest I've heard the stadium the entire game was that kickoff was that kickoff return. That was the loudest I mean, since
4: Trajan bandy's pick six against Notre Dame, okay?
1: I'm saying I I like almost fell over the seats because I we all like jumped up, but I mean, but yeah, no, honestly for me the the bounce back after and responding to adversity after Kind of that really crappy start. Um, people were getting a little bit negative on Twitter. <laughs> I, was, I was following online while while sitting in the stands, and I was like, yeah, "Chill yeah, out, everybody!"
0: <laughs> you violent rule one. Don't read Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People were Twitter tweeting at you. me, and Twitter. I checked
1: my I checked my mentions, and then people were freaking out. So I tweeted out, "Everybody, calm down." and and it's alright, and then in my head I was like, Vish says we're gonna destroy them so I knew it was coming, so I was just, waiting Just to be
0: clear, it. following my predictions generally ends poorly, so you got away with one there
1: I needed something <laughs> to keep the faith so I was like, I'm just I'm gonna channel Vish's good energy that we're gonna destroy them and it worked we, well, we listen, came there's back
4: only, There's only two people on this show that picked them to win and that's Vish, and the other one is me well, right, I also two- picked them to win the other two got something to answer for, these two over here. Well, early. I
1: also picked them to win, both on the You Heard pod and then on our little, little uh, two-minute video right before the game started. Just saying, just saying. Yeah, we
0: only acknowledged a two-minute video. What is this other network stuff you're doing? <laughs> Actually, there is,
1: video, there is video proof of me picking us to win this game at the end of last season on one of Coop's live streams. And Coop was like, "Are people made fun of me. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't think a going to be good next year. It's Jimbo Fisher. We're going to win next year. I have to find that. I have to find that clip. I called DJ, it all the way back at the end of last season.
4: DJ, what would you think of Cam McCormick, man? Eh? Caught a ball. Nice 20-yard crack. <laughs>
5: you know, the tight ends need to get more love. And they did on Saturday. And then, mm-hmm. you know what? I have a big mouth. Ali Crow, I predicted Texas A&M to win. And I'll own up to it. You know, I like it. I like it. You know what? Blue,
4: what'd you think of, uh, I mean, eight
5: and
0: four now.
4: Slowly <laughs> <Eight laughs> blue's changing it up a little bit now. 12-0. and 0. I told you every week we'd have
0: changes. I'm back, and I'm it back on it. <laughs> 11 wins. Blue's just, yeah, are just we, uh, win are every we, time we DJ win. and
2: I stepped in the seven and five hole. I know. So, are right, we both agreement, eight and four
5: now? Yeah, um, I'm going to have to eat crow, I think, again pretty soon. So forget eight and four. about eating
2: crow. You adjust it every week. <laughs> Welcome to the life of a sports
1: analyst. I said seven to five or eight and four, but A and M was one of my wins, so I'm not not changing my prediction. If we lose
0: (laughs) five five games after here, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't see five. Well, North Carolina
2: and Clemson showed a little vulnerability, so yeah, and yeah, but the bad thing
1: with North Carolina is I'm going to that game, and if you guys know about my atrocious road game record.
0: Well, we're on a winning streak now, so. Yeah, so you need to after, see. After, after we finally, atten- every, finally every- attended
1: a Canes game together and and won, so after, after there we go. Every
0: single other one. So <laughs> Baseball yeah.
1: game in the Final Four.
4: <laughs> really quick, before we uh, finish up uh, Texas a and uh, I mean, how impressive was that wide receiver core, right? We, we, we talked about all these other players that are going to potentially be you know, getting some play time. And the truth is, man, we had three or four guys, right, including Zay Horton, uh, who, I mean, those, those dudes are – they're dogs, man. We're talking about Jacoby George, who made a couple of mistakes early on in the game, uh, you know. And, and, again, that's about – you know, that's the culture. That's the resolve of this football program, right? He obviously uh, – Blue, we we talked about it. You spoke about it earlier, right? That he has no he has no business being the the punt returner right now. It's got to be X, right? X is the most sure handed guy out there. You got to yeah. put this guy's out there. But he came back and as a receiver, he was solid. I mean, solid is an understatement, right? He had yeah, he was you know a, just that was, one drop was it three touchdown catch. Yeah, he could have had four, right? He could have had four touchdowns. Uh, but he had three. Was it three touchdown catches or or two? It was three, right? I Think it was three yeah three touchdown Green. catches obviously the game the game sealer, if you want to call it at the end, where he got it, almost his uh, helmet turned uh turned Just 100, yeah hundred and eighty degrees nice. That's amazing. and then took off and then still beat everybody to the end zone uh so that was really impressive on his behalf. obviously you saw Kobe Young make some big plays uh x x made some of the biggest plays in the game, if you ask me that corner that corner catch that I talked about. Uh, he also had that long uh 60 50 yard or whatever that was um six catches yeah that was nice that was really nice right six ca- what was it six catches 126 i believe Amazing. Uh, X. so yeah really his best yeah his best game as a miami Hurricane so far as from a from a receiving and yardage standpoint so you know the, the those wide receivers stepped up and you know what we thought would be more of an issue because you know we didn't have necessarily that you know, the wide receiver one yet, you are starting to see Kobe young emerge as that NFL slash wide receiver one guy. You're seeing uh, Xavier Restrepo do things that, that a legitimate NFL slot receiver can do. Right. So you're seeing that. And then you're seeing the emergence of Jacoby George, who I know that Vish knows this, blue and DJ probably know this as well. I've always been a huge fan of Jacoby George. I thought he was going to be the guy last year. Uh, he had some issues last year, but now he's turning into, you know, one of those guys, uh, this year, that can go out there and make some big, big plays as well. So, I think you throw in that Zay Horton 52 yard touchdown, and you, you've got yourself a, a pretty legitimate wide receiver core now. And uh, you've got yourself one of the uh, what looks like, you know, a, a comeback for a TVD as one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, hopefully, he keeps it going. So, uh, th- that offense as a whole has, has really taken some huge steps. Credit to that offensive line for keeping TVD clean the whole night. And, of course, credit to Shannon Dawson for putting together an, an incredible scheme the whole time. But the truth of the matter is I was equally impressed. I know that the score looks a little weird, right, 33 points of defense. I was equally equally impressed with that defense and the way that they handled what is a really, really good, if you ask me, a really, really good SEC team. Uh, in Texas A&M, I think they're going to do some damage in their in their conference um, and on their side and their division. I think that they're, they're going to be really good. Um, and you, you saw, and I know Mel, I saw you mention it in, in the chat earlier. Connor Wiegman who who is you know big time quarterback as well. That's a good team. That's a good team. And and the defense showed out, and that linebacker core really played really well. And, and but the secondary was a talk of the town for me. That secondary played absolutely incredible. So I was really excited to see
3: The Six Rig Cane Show. Yeah, yeah. The Six Rig Cane Show. Yeah, yeah. The Six Rig Cane Show. <laughs> you know